welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, Manly becomes the first team in the NRL to have a pride jersey, but the reaction from some players is basically from a previous century. And Paddy the Batty has a huge win and an important message in the UFC. I already sound like I'm losing my voice. I'm not, though. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva, and tonight, for the first time in six weeks, I am joined by Keely Silva in the flesh, and we will hear from Georgia later on in the show as well. But Keely, how the bloody hell are you other than very tan? <laughs> um, hello, everyone. It feels like it's been a minute, um, which it has. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm definitely still in holiday mode. I um, only got back last Wednesday and I, um, yeah, I've, apparently it's called Europe Voice, but I feel like I'm always husky anyway. But even more so, I think this could be me permanently because, uh, yeah, it's not going, which is fine. I don't know what else. Like there's a lot I could say, but there's just it's a lot. So yeah, well, it'll come out across the next X amount of weeks. There will be a European story that lots of on. anecdotes that yes, will fit. Yes, um, because m- of course you would know this. My next question is, is: How was your week? So your week was coming back to reality. Yeah, so I was being pretty shit. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, half of uh, a little bit of the week was flying home, which is okay. I made friends on the plane. Yeah, yeah, you did actually. That's relevant yeah. to the podcast. I made friends with the Maguires. As uh, in Madge, yeah, Michael Madge, Maguire yeah, and his yeah, wife. Yes. Um, both really nice people. I ended up just by luck sitting next to them um, and now we're friends. Yeah. Any inside scoop of where he's going next if he's signing with any of the teams that are without a head coach? Um, I can't disclose that information because they're my friends. Knowledge. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Georgia Moore, how was your week? Yeah, my week was good. Um, we had a heat wave over here in the UK which was crazy. I know everyone carries on about it. Mum kept saying how much it was on the news, but it is mental how unprepared a city can be for the heat. Um, But other than that, it was a really lovely week. My sister has arrived and I've moved into my new house with her, which is lots of fun. Um, But, yeah, all is well in London town. My week? How was my week? It's weird because I can't really remember what I did from last Tuesday to now called the Para Broncos game, which I have to say was amazing. Um, saw a few of our mates post-match there. They were pretty unbelievable. What else did I do on the weekend? Oh, we saw Rihanna, our friend who lives oh, yes, in Perth, yes. for her birthday, which was a great time. Ate at Toddy's for the first time, which was very basic Instagram girls of Sydney. Oh, yeah. But the food yeah, was hectic. Yeah, the food was good, but I wouldn't pay that much. Really? I don't. You I came paid? back from Italy. I'm a bit yeah. of a f- food snob yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, okay, see, there it is. That's exactly what you were warning us about. Yep. I guess with that, then, we'll get into a segment we haven't had a p- normal chunk of in, in quite some time. Feedback feels with Kiehl's. God, it feels good to be back, um, you know, in my own segment. I feel like the podcast has, you know, been lacking because Feedback Feels hasn't been up to scratch. So I'll just get straight into it. When I was away, I did receive a message from Tegan Few, who is a very loyal and OG listener of the show. She sent me a message saying, I've been loving all your um, all the Insta content you've been posting of your travels. I hope you're having the best time. Thank you for still taking the time out to give us a Feedback Feels, even though you're on holidays. The pod is not the same without it. 
I'll take that on board. Um, <laughs> I'll take it on board as not as criticism, but as praise. That was a compliment and I appreciate it. Um, the pod is not the same without feedback feels. Not sure if that's positive or negative. However, we'll go with it. I know that it was when I was on sale at Croatia and I had intended on sending another feedback feels voice memo, but obviously my brain was elsewhere. There was one night in particular that I sent a voice memo to G Moore um, in the morning just quickly and I think I said about three things and I had no voice and I said, I just need to let you know that I did the worm in front of everyone and then I did a stage dive and then I left oh. it at that. Yeah, I know. So I needed to share that I managed to organise a stage dive and I did do it in Croatia. It's been a long time between stage I know, dives. <clears throat> which I decided um, that I needed to bring back. It's back. It's back. I did it in Croatia so it's official. Um, I won't talk about that otherwise because I was just – I was drunk for about 30 days. Just put it that way. I was drunk for 30 days and that means there's 30 days worth of drunk stories. The other thing that I wanted to touch on, which I thought was really um, actually like, what's the word? I'm, I don't have good English at, as well. I've lost a lot of brain Brain cells. function is still um, returning. It is a good point from my fellow travel companion and best mate, Zach, who doesn't listen to the show openly. Yeah, which I was going to say, there's no he, way that He's he not going to listen, which is fine. It's not the point. The point is... Uh, we kept up to date with every sport because we all love sport, um, the three of us who were travelling together most of the time. And uh, we watched The Origin, which was really fun, and we watched the tennis. We were on top of the golf, um, everything really. Anything that was happening we were watching. And Zach was watching lots of highlights uh, of the footy and he is – um, very footy smart in and like you know really likes analyzing and being like nah that's you know shit play or actual good footy rather than just looking at the tries and he made a good point that I never thought about he's like why is it called highlights why isn't it called trilights because there's never actually highlights of good quality game there's only I mean, ever when people wait, score yes, yes and I was like oh, that's actually a really good point and he was like yeah it's ridiculous I actually want to see like the good quality football because like, he's such a nerd um Good plays and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, good plays that even if they didn't come through or, you know, things that were maybe, I don't know, can't think of, really, really good defence reads, which sometimes the big hits are shown and whatever. But what he was saying was, yeah, it seems like um, – he, What he's asking for is like NFL highlights because they cover not just touchdowns. Yeah. Because good. the plays are so important. So yeah. it's basically the same. Yeah. So I stuff. was like, that's good. And I even wrote it down in my notes. I'll tell you what um, <laughs> date and time it was. Is that relevant? I mean, it was 10th of July past midnight, so. Just good chats. Kind of relevant. Good, clever chats. Yeah, I guess so. I think he must have said it and I went, I better write that down, obviously drunk, <laughs> before I forget. I have a little bit of highlight. Uh, highlights. See, you've got me saying highlights now. Tri-lights. I mean, They're called trilights. <laughs> from now on, they'll be called trilights. Trilights. I'm happy to adopt that into my vocabulary. Little bit of a feedback on the feedback. No, not on the feedback, just feedback to include. Can't not say this, right? We put a series of polls out after last week's episode um, as requested by fill-in host uh, Nicholas Hines and he was keeping very up-to-date on where the poll specifically about having him be a permanent co-host on this show um, felt. And he sent a screenshot to the Chicks and Balls page to keep us in the know that oh, I didn't even see this. the vote was sitting at 77% saying make him permanent. 
Can I just say we know why that's that's the case? But have you listened to him? You no. haven't listened to him. Don't care. I'm not. I'm not saying this to be nice, but he's quite good. Hey, I told just him quietly. he can replace me if he wants. <laughs> well, I did speak to him this afternoon, and um, I said that you know if you want to be a part of this, you should send us a little voice memo with your own. You know, are you coming back? What your thoughts were post the the poll results. And any other feedback that's happened for you, um, and also he can make up his own segment. He wants to come. He needs to bring. A yes, well, that's what someone suggested. Actually, in, bring your own segment. Um, Be your own person. I think it was Ash, as in Ash Fitness. Mm. Um, she said that she loves having Nico on the show, but he can't replace the OGs. Maybe he could, you know, come on and and do you know a special segment every once in a while. I think that would be quite good. Okay, but let him think of it. Yes, that's his challenge. So yeah. that will be the next time you hear from him will be when he's come up with his own little Nico's right. Corner or whatever. Did you see the poll? I said, I don't care about a poll. Did you see it though? He said to me, yeah, why? Yeah, what were the numbers? I was like, I hadn't looked at it either and he texts me saying, do not care. the people have spoken. So clearly he, it was pumping him up. Yeah. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. Hello again to my favourite podcast listeners. All you Chicks and Balls fans out there, I appreciate you all so much. Um, so much voting. I think it was about, what, 85 90% vote towards me to be the new host of the show. Extremely grateful. Uh, unlucky to you two, Georgia and Keely. I know that that would, probably would have broke your heart a little bit, but that's okay. I'll give you a few tips here and there when you need it. Um, I'm very saddened to say that I'm not on the show this episode. I don't know how after that amazing response to that story and then I get kicked off the show like what he's doing there Marley Silver um, but anyway I just wanted to thank you all I hope you're having a, a good week this week there's been plenty going on um, and once you all realize that Georgia and Keely probably don't need to be there anymore then I'll be back into it back on the show hosting with Marley and we'll be good to go but hope you're all having a good week again appreciate you all and I'll speak to you soon and up up Cronulla you now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by and there are few, if any, that have been bigger than this, particularly in the world of rugby league. As you may have seen this week, the Manly Seagulls have made history as they became the first NRL club to produce a jersey that's celebrating inclusivity with rainbow colours uh, replacing the traditional white piping on the Manly jersey, which of course are uh, in uh, recognition and reflective of the rainbow flag that represents the LGBTQ plus community. So while, you know, in the AFL men's and women's competitions, um, we've seen whole pride rounds with every team involved celebrating and welcoming this community for some time now. This first step in the NRL was immediately overshadowed by negative height headlines as it was revealed seven players will be sitting out from Manly's clash with the Roosters this Thursday night. Uh, citing uh, The players cited problems related to their cultural and religious beliefs and, you know, there's been so many discussions uh, in the immediate fallout after this. Um, in some ways, this is 
incredibly disheartening and offensive and truly, as far as I'm concerned, a bigoted act to do because these same players who who cite their uh, religious beliefs, which, you know, I'm in full support that they're – you know, permitted to follow, uh, are totally okay with having points bet, which is a betting agency as their major sponsor on their jersey every single week. And those religions speak about, you know, it being a sin to, to gamble and, and the like. So it's a little bit inconsistent here for starters. But away from all of that, let's first and foremost talk about the positive fact in that Manly has decided to make this decision, not from a directive from the NRL, but in their own club's choice gone we're gonna do something like a pride round yeah I mean you always want to stick to the positives but I think not only that but it's overshadowed women in league round as well like yeah it's taken away from that the whole the the drama not the jersey the jersey's great I don't I love it um but I was reading um Des Hasler's Mm. comments today and He's actually said, you know, the idea of the jersey, which wasn't community created correctly, was to be everyone in league, including race, gender, um, ethnicity, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I found that interesting because I was like, well, that makes them look stupid because if that was the case and it wasn't communicated correctly and whatever else bullshit that they're going on about, then they're going against race and the other stuff too. So I was like, they obviously don't know. They've just uh, looked at the surface and gone, well, I'm not wearing that and see you later. And I think that (laughs) you don't know how many – um, gay players there are in the NRL and the NRLW and I think that's really really offensive and I think it's not fair and I know you're entitled to your own opinion and I'm a firm believer in that and I I just think it's not the space and it's not the stage to this isn't the week to make a statement and what if it was one of your teammates what if one of the what if the one of the manly boys is gay yeah. and now he's got to face the fact that seven of his teammates can't just look, look past a jersey are so disgusted by the prospect. Yes, yes. Just like so horrified. That they're sitting out a week of, yeah. you know. Like and like going into, for, I don't even know if Manly will make finals. They might. They, and they need these wins. Yeah. That's the end game. I don't know. Right? I think it's, I think, you know what I said today actually, which is really stupid. So apologies to everyone for my fuzzy brain. But it made me think of Hairspray. Have you seen the movie Hairspray? Classic, Obviously, great iconic movie. film. But it makes you think of Corny Collins when yeah. he's talking and they're talking about, what about this? And he said, this is the way that it's going. Yeah. This is the way our world's going. You've got to go with it. I can't remember the exact quote. But it just makes you think of him. He's like, like, and he's so excited. He's like, just go with it. Like, yeah. obviously, previously, he disagreed with what, you know, integration, integration pretty yeah. much. And then now he's gone, no, nah, I'm happy. This is fun. Let's go with it. And I think... We are slowly but surely getting to a place in our world where, well, we definitely are at a place where more people are speaking out than keeping quiet. So you kind of have to live with the differences. And you also want to be like, get with the times, bro. That's what I mean. Like It's 2022 and truly, truly, what in your religion, point it out to me in your scripture that says you can't wear a jersey with a rainbow flag on it that is telling people that no matter who they are or what they do, 
they are welcome in this game. That's literally all it is. It's a symbol, right? Yeah. If your religion truly means more to you than just a face value thing, then a symbol like that should mean nothing. Yeah. It really shouldn't affect you. I, I just think And then, it's, like, you think about and there were so many comments saying, is Ralph allowed? And he was stood down straight away. Yeah. But that's because Rugby I, Union has a clause in his contract and he broke it on the social media front. Yes, yes, and he did. And I know they haven't broken a specific clause, but I don't know. I just think it's – it's um, what's a good word? It's almost like they're taking their position for great um, – What's the word? Their position for granted. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. I yeah, couldn't yeah. think of that word. At least there. say grateful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. For granted. But that's what it – and it, whether or not that's the case because I don't know any of them personally, so I'm yeah. not judging on an individual character. But I'm just like – from the outside, it looks really bad. And I don't know. Well, Let's we just, put it this way. But we have NRL players who have assault charges against women. Yes. And Matt Lodge plays in the NRL. That's what I don't understand. Like, so there's no consistency. No. And then Manly, of course, are going to stand by their players, which whatever, like they shouldn't, yeah. in my opinion, but yes. they're going to. And we'll say the boys need their space because they're religious police and we'll stand by them and, and they we, can take their time. Des Housel spoke about the fact that we need to protect these players because they're going to get attacked. They're not getting attacked because they're gay. They're getting attacked because they're homophobic. Yeah. Like you cannot, you can change but, but and not be homophobic. God, and I said, okay, what if, let's, let's, Rewind to Indigenous round. Exactly. What is exactly what I was about to what say? What about what if players turn around and said, "I'm sitting out this round because oh my god, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to know what would happen. It would be horrible." And a lot of the NRL boys would have turned around and said, "That's not okay. You can't play in this." So game. I don't understand why other NRL boys aren't going. Come on, man, like get over it. But I know they would be. Actually, you know who would be a great advocate and because he doesn't give a shit about anything, Toby Rudolph. Yes, he would be like, "Why do you care? Yeah, what you scared? Like yeah, yeah. he's the best." At, that you know who that. I saw comments from on the NRL Rose uh, post about Ian Roberts and, and who was oh, the yes. first openly gay player? And I saw how Tom Burgess. Surely there's like a bit of respect for a oh. uh, senior player. I, and and a, a legend of the game who, honestly, he – do you know I heard him or I read him telling this story some time ago when it was, a I think, a, a Pride Month sort of article that he was uh, interviewed in. Bob Catter, right, the – the politician from far north Queensland said that um, Ian Roberts would would never be allowed to play in North Queensland um, against the Cowboys because he was openly gay. Like that's how much he like hated him. This is the like the MP from that area saying. Yeah. Anyway, this is the kind of crap that poor Ian Roberts went through. But um, the positive thing on this, the NRL roast post about him, I was just Tom, put it up. Tom this is Burgess, so nice. yeah, being like. Um, he, he says, can't wait for South to have yeah. a rainbow jersey. Well, first of all, credit to Roasty, friend of the show, yeah. because his photo and, and his caption is great. And how how tough say, was Ian Roberts, one of my favourite players to pull on a manly jersey? Thomas Burgess says, let's do the South jersey in rainbow colours. That would be fire, like fire emoji. Yeah. And, like, that is so good to see. And there's plenty – I think that – you know, we can look to the NRL boys and kind of go, where are you? Where are your voices in this incident? I think that you would find a lot of them in private would be saying that and maybe it is just a little bit of I don't want to get distracted from my game and, and that's whatever, right? Like you don't want to get caught up in it if you don't have to. I, yeah, I don't know if that's totally okay, but I, I do understand why some would be really quiet in this instance. I think that what these players really need to think about is there's a very strong 
community of gay women who play NRLW. Yeah. Some of the best players in the world are from the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. And very, it's very open. There's no question in well, the women's sport. We've always spoken about this, right? There's, yeah. there's just a total acceptance of gay, bi, whatever yeah, women. But that's the difference, like, doesn't cross a girl's mind. No, just go, no one cares. Let's play. No one cares. No one gives a shit. And most and people don't care. It's just no, it's so exactly. ridiculous. And that's why I think it's it's such a shame for the players who like are all for it and are playing for Manly because they're just going to cop it anyway. Yeah. Um. But it's women in league ground, which is what I said at the start. Yeah. It's women in league ground. Now you ruined the like now all the coverage. All of the that. coverage. Yes. Not only ruined the coverage. Now. You're also being discriminative to players in the NRLW yes. and women involved in, in league, league who, yeah. So I many. I would say there's like a, a more than population parity of, of gay women in society. There are gay women in rugby league. Yeah. Like more. And it's just. I mean, it's, it's everyone. It's so irrelevant though. Like it is bizarre to me and so contradictive that these people who are so afraid of gayness that they will sit out from their life dream of being a rugby league yeah, player. Yeah, that's for what I mean right? by like, taking for how, granted. I'm like, that's come on. how much you are hated or are afraid of it. I'm like, you're that obsessed with what another person is doing in their bedroom. I just think – That's what you're thinking. But no, but think about it. That, at the end of the day, yeah. that's all that means is who they go home and have sex with that night. And that's what you care about? Like, who thinks about other people's sex lives like but that? But I just – I don't know. I just don't – I think that's just – we're lucky we were brought up – in a house where it didn't matter what colour you were, who you were attracted to, what you liked, nothing ever mattered if you're in a wheelchair. Like, I don't know, credit to mum and dad. But so, but also that's why people we were raised with, like everyone. Oh, like, yeah. There was Lesbian couple. <laughs> gay couple. Everywhere. Different and it was, we didn't cultures. even know it was different. No, no, no one ever looked different. And I don't know. That's why I think it's hurtful. Like you can't, I don't know, can't say it. I don't get it. Can I, I finish it. with some I good just, things? Uh, yes, you can. But I know – don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. But, like, let's not – I don't know. It's too yeah. much. I mean, the thing that was saying that, the thing that really pissed me off is the, oh, you know, no, keep politics out of sport thing, which we harp on about all the time in this podcast. It is an inherently political thing because if you are part of a minority, you never, ever have the choice to not be political. It is a privileged thing to say that you are not involved in politics because – there's nothing that affects you, right? Like it's ridiculous and sport is the most, in my opinion, one of the most powerful and important platforms to make change and to change conversations and that's what it can do. And a testament to these seven players being in the absolute minority, not only in the NRL playing group but in the NRL fan base, is that that jersey sold out within hours. So what does that tell you? People want to celebrate this. I was really disappointed with the fence-sitting flimsy flip-floppery of Peter Volandis doing the whole rugby league's a game for everyone. It doesn't matter what your colour is or your sexual orientation. We're all human beings at the end of the day. It's the greatest game of all. It's inclusive. But at the same time, you have to respect people's religious beliefs. Yeah, but that's because he's got to make everyone happy. He's got to tick all the boxes. Because it's not about – I'm sorry, when you go out there on that – field you're at the end of the day you're representing manly the manly sea eagles in the rugby league that's what you're doing well i just think like look at the and the penrith boys who pray after the game and stuff when they get together 
and a lot of the Islander boys and they do their prayer on the field and stuff. No one else is included and they're not worried if no one else does a prayer. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. That's your choice. It's so beautiful to watch and that's pleasant. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't get my head around it. I don't understand. But what you're saying is you, we respect that that's your individual choice yeah. and whether you're a part of it or not, like that's your individual and choice. I just and think, I just think sometimes you have to swallow – I don't know if pride is the right word. It's not pride that – I don't know. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. Yeah. And I'm sure and so be it because I don't know about it, but I'm sure there's a lot of other – um, players who are going to play this weekend who probably agree with the boys who have sat out, yeah. but they're not voicing their opinion and they're yeah. and they're not sitting out. They'll probably keep it to themselves and be you know be pissed off in their own world. But I don't have to hear about it, so I don't care. And that's what we usually say. Yeah. It's like when you call out a player and DM them. If you talk about them behind their back, I mean you're irrelevant to them because yeah. they're killing it and on yeah. a massive salary anyway. But if if you don't hear about it, then it can't be hurtful. So maybe I don't know just. Suck it up for one yeah. week. Yeah. Even in our roast, I just read the other good comment. He said it's one game, one game out of how many? Yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. And it's that's yeah. I think that's you've kind of brought it down to the main point, right? Like, I guess, and we when all this sort sort of stuff comes up, I, I obviously like us not being part of the LGBT community. There's things that we'll, we would never be able to understand or fully empathize with. But I always put it on the foot of like, if this was a discussion about race which we're familiar with we have had to come to accept it as you grow up and any person who's from any kind of different cultural um background or, or sexual orientation would be able to say this that you come to a point when you realize there's some people whose minds you'll never change and that's devastating in some ways yeah, but but you can you only just control what you can control exactly so, so this is the this is the final note if you're a bigot keep it to yourself yeah please g more for your thoughts I couldn't agree more with what both of you have said. I think it, for me, is just a heartbreaking situation. Like I think the fact that we're one of the only, when I say we're, I mean the NRL is one of the only leagues in the country that doesn't already have a pride round um, is disappointing. But, yeah, I can't imagine what Ian Roberts is going through. I can't imagine what children who have been looking up to these men are going through. I can't imagine... The kids who are, you know, coming to terms with their own se- sexuality on the northern beaches are feeling. I just think this is so much bigger than religion. And I think in the way that, you know, I would like to think that the NRL community is quite supportive of different beliefs that, you know, people from different faiths and different walks of life can be, you know, counted on to come together for such a momentous occasion um so yeah i mean overall i think it's a terrible look for the nrl i think it doesn't do much for the public reputation that it already has um and for a game that seemed to be moving so far in the right direction with their women's game and with everything else that's going on i mean i can vouch for this being international news and it's a real shame and i just you know i'm at a loss for words, I think Manly, we're doing something really special here um, that has now been really overshadowed. And all I can say is that I hope the other clubs sort of combat this and hit back next year with a official pride round and more pride jerseys and more focus on inclusivity. And yeah, this has, this story hurts a bit. I won't lie. I think this would have turned a few people away from the game. And I think it just, 
yeah, it's not a nice one to have read and it's not a nice one to feel involved in in some situation, in some sort of um, capacity. So, yeah, sad day for rugby league, I think. I Like a happy day that, you know, we're moving there, but a sad day that this is the story that's come out of the whole thing. And the second story we wanted to talk about in Around the Grounds was one that I saw a lot all over my TikTok, and I wonder if it was the same for you, Keely. One that really warmed my heart the more I looked into it. Liverpool's Paddy Pimblett, also known as Paddy the Baddy, electrified a crowd at the UFC in London this past weekend with a second round submission victory over Jordan Leavitt before making an emotional call for men to talk about their feelings following the death of his friend uh, by suicide literally just this past Friday. So the flamboyant lightweight has become a real fan favourite in recent times. He's a proud scouser. You'd know his accent quite clearly and he's got a bowl cut. Um, many would have seen this viral video, you know, and many others of him at his presses, particularly also his relationship with a female UFC fighter known as Molly the Meatball McCann. Um, she's also in his team, so they're teammates, and she's on fire in the women's competition. She also won this weekend too. So speaking to the home crowd after defeating Leave It with it, um, that second round submission, Paddy revealed that he had learnt of his friend's suicide just hours before the weigh-ins for Sunday's fight. So to quote him, he said, I'm disappointed in my performance, that's not me, but I'm better than that. I woke up on Friday morning at 4am to a message that one of my friends back home had killed himself. This was five hours before my weigh-in. So Ricky, lad, that was for you. The 27-year-old continued addressing the stigma that often stops men from speaking out about their mental health, calling for anyone struggling to combat toxic masculinity, seek help from their mates. There's a stigma in this world that men can't talk, is what he said. Listen, if you're a man and you've got a weight on your shoulders and you think the only way you can solve it is by killing yourself, please speak to someone. Speak to anyone, he said. People would rather, I know I would rather have my mate cry on my shoulder than be going to their funeral. And after this, um, he was seen leaving the octagon in tears and um, the crowd was singing, you'll never walk alone with him. Like it was very, very emotional and beautiful. And for me, it just made me think, um, you know, how amazing it is to see a man who is in this ultra, ultra, ultra masculine sport be vulnerable like that and, you know, talk about something that important. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head, but the thing that I wanted to make sure that I um, spoke about in regards to this was that uh, how many young boys I saw share this on my social media, um, boys my age, but also a lot of young boys that I've coached, physioed, and etc., who probably wouldn't normally speak out. I saw a lot of my own friends sharing him winning and just celebrating it all and um both male and female so i think it's really nice he's obviously a really lovable character but it's nice yeah on the flip side of what we're just talking about see someone use their platform in such a way like this and it's such a yeah such a big big topic especially for males so i don't know i think it was really nice it was it's out of a really 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 horrific and sad story um, I think he's done the best way possible. Um, he's dealt with it the best way possible. He seems like the coolest dude. Yeah. Like he's a guy who I think you look at the, a lot of those fighters and often they can be quite problematic and they've, you know, 
there's things about them that you kind of go, oh, I don't know if I'm on this dude's side, but he seems like a good person. I was going to say, you can really tell how genuine he is when he's saying it. Like, you can just, I don't know, you can just feel it. You're just like, oh, wow, this is this is really real Yeah. Um, for him. And, yeah, I don't know. It's a, I don't know. It's a sad one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing at it being sad. I'm laughing at your brain. your brain short-circuiting again. Oh, it's short-circuiting massively. I just don't oh, – I don't even know if I can talk. So away from that really, you know, quite powerful message that's been spread all over social media and you just hope does kind of result in action from people feeling like they can talk like that. And actually not to go too far back to the story we spoke about before this, but – you know, that's the that's the biggest thing out of it, right, it is how much your mental health can be affected when people who you look up to say particular things. So hopefully this is one that has a great positive impact. The other cool thing that I had to mention hap- that happened for Patty and Molly this weekend after winning is that Drake, as in the rapper Drake, is the newest and probably the biggest member of the fan club for the both of them ahead of the um, USC London event the promotion actually shared a screenshot of um, Drake having put a massive bet on that required both Patty and Molly to win. And he put $2 million on it, $2 million US, and ended up winning just over $3.7 million after both of them won. So shortly after the win, um, Patty and Molly took to Instagram to send a message to Drake asking if uh, – in return for the win that they've just given him that he could buy them Rolexes, to which he swiftly uh, responded with a yes. (laughs) And so they were like celebrating because Drake's buying them Rolexes, which just felt like a really cool crossover too. You the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. Georgia Moore, you go first. My MVP this week is Keely Hodgkinson and Athing Mew, I believe her name is. Um, these two lovely women competed in the 800 metres at the World Athletics Championships during the week. Um, it was a 0.08 of a split between their gold and silver medals. Uh, Keely is a, they're both 19 years old or 20, perhaps just since the Olympics. Keely won silver at the Olympics and I've been following sort of her journey quite closely since then. She's a super cool young British runner. Um, But, yeah, her battle with the American at the championships was just phenomenal. Such a brilliant race by both of them, both absolutely beautiful sports women. And, you know, I think Keely was really excited to have closed the gap so much since their Olympic duel um, but it was an amazing race and they're both my MVPs because it was just unbelievable athleticism and I hate the 800 metres, so kudos to them. Keely Silver, your MVP. Um, my MVPs go to two names that are not um, unfamiliar on this show. On the weekend it was Splendour in the Mud. Yeah. Yeah, not Splendour in the Grass, Splendour in the Mud. Uh, and dear friend of the show, Brock Turnell and his brother, Chillin' It, uh, performed. <laughs> And credit to Brock because it's so typical of him. But um, there's a video and Blake is talking and he says, yeah, well, Brock said if we get someone's gumboot, we've got to do a shoey out of it. Oh, no. And I'm like, of course Brock said that. Anyway, fast forward to chilling at set and, um, yep, 
Chewy out of a gumboot. Chewy out of a gumboot. That's disgusting. I know, but like it's so could not be more Australian. Where Jai Carlo rejected the Shuey. Yeah, boo. Boo. Boo earns, boo earns when I love him. Yeah. It's very sad. Now I, it hurts my heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a massive MVP considering I just came off the back of a 30-day bender. It's yeah. just what I needed to see yeah. on my sober t- detox weekend. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Huge. Look, I've got some honourable mentions for MVP having you just said that. One to us for not going to Splendour in the Grass because I think we would have had – a bit of a miserable time, can I just say. Um, we did have tickets, didn't end up going, and seeing people's disasters made me feel a little bit relieved. Um, also honourable mention to the Penrith Panthers players that were oh. at the Jack Harlow concert in Sydney on Monday night and got like a massive shout-out from him before one of the songs and then like presented him with the Harlow Penrith Panthers jersey. I just want to know the story of how that gets organised. Like how does that happen? Someone tell me please. But my actual MVP was a photo that we shared on our Instagram um, as it happened. The very historic image of the AFL and their AFLW counterparts uh, of captains of every single team. So all 18 teams represented in the one photo with their male captain and their female captain. And it just looked incredible. So cool. Really exciting. AFLW just around the corner, kicking off at the end of August, like the NRLW. So it was beautiful to see those women um, quite literally side by side with their equal male counterpart. And to finish off the episode, as always, we have our ones to watch where we recommend something you should be doing with your eyes in the next week, whether it should be a sport you're watching, any kind of event or even a Netflix show. I'm trying to change it up a little bit after Nico criticised me last week because he said that I speak really differently when I do the intro into you the, do. the segment. You I have know, an intro you know, voice. You know that I have a performance Yeah, but I voice. feel like people who – yeah, I was going to say people – ask any bloody reporter – commentator like come on yeah Shut up, i'm just tr- i'm just trying to change it up it's because he has no difference between arguing with us and <laughs> talking yeah <laughs> talking on tv um well i'll go first my one to watch is the commonwealth games it's finally here it kicks off on friday i believe the opening ceremony will be morning our time um plenty to keep your eyes on i think we're going to come away with quite a few few Foo. Uh, quite a few, foo. quite a few medals. <laughs> quite a few medals. I'm very excited. Always love the pool. Always, oh, I'm really excited for the rugby sevens as well. And we might even have some hopefuls in the track. Yes, we do. Yes. We do. Um, Definitely have some hopefuls in track. What's um, your one to watch, Keely? My one to watch is forget everything we spoke about at the start of the show. It's women in league round. <laughs> Enjoy the NRL um, this week. There's celebrate local, the women in it. Celebrate the women. Celebrate me. Celebrate Marley. We both work in oh, NRL. We do. We do. <laughs> celebrate us. Um, Mom said that to me today. She's like, is it women in league round? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm going to do a post about um, my two women in league. Oh and gosh. I was like, who? And she, I was like, oh, it's us. Well, I actually did a school visit today to Endeavour Sports High with the Sharks. Uh, we had... Lovely 
friend of the show, Maddie Studden, with me. Oh, nice. Um, I looked like a player and I had to really clarify straight away. I'm not a player. Not a player. I'm not a player. <laughs> um, but then we also had um, another lady with Rachel who did uh, who does stadium operations. Oh, cool. Yeah, which was really sick. She's worked in, at Arsenal and she's like rugby. Yeah, she was really cool. Um, but, yeah, so we had this variety and – um, I forgot that I was a, like, I kept going, oh, like Maddie, you know, she's doing, and then I was like, oh, this is women in league. Like, this is also me. So it, it's weird to think about, but yeah, there's lots of us actually involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Local Derby this weekend, Sharks versus South. Oh yeah. At Shark Park, sold out. Um, hey, but yeah. South. Uh, hey, you South, that's <laughs> for you, Mitch Parker. <laughs> uh, yeah. But in general, women in league round, um, just don't watch the Thursday night game. <laughs> Oh, Let's yeah. boycott the Thursday night game. Yes. Yeah. Do I, uh, is no. it? No, we don't boycott we love it. Because, no, but also because <laughs> it's that's boycotting the ones who are wearing the jersey. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, what can we do? We can't do anything. To, anyway, whatever. Uh, there's nothing you can no. do. Just than, enjoy the footy. Enjoy it. And and also, like, I've spoke, said this a lot of times the last few days. Um, this is my favourite time of year because it's where the top eight gets cemented. Mm. And I feel like so many exciting things happen from now onwards. And well, look at how good the games were on the weekend. Just Even pass. the AFL is really good oh, at the moment too, just so quietly. Good. Um, so good. But, yeah, that's all. Georgia Moore, what is your one to watch? My one to watch is the Commonwealth Games. Um, I know Marley touched on this, but my I have a few good friends competing over the games, like Marley would have said. Um, we know a couple of the netball girls, a couple of the sevens girls. But my good friend, Matthew Hauser, who I've spoken about very highly on this podcast a few times before, races in the triathlon on Friday. So my sister is actually heading up to watch that, which is really awesome. Um, It should be a really good time up in Birmingham and I'm very excited for it. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out. It's quite nice to almost be all together properly. Thanks. Thanks for having – thanks for – Thanks waiting for around for me? Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for having me. If you are enjoying the show, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Still doing this. At Chicks and Balls Pod. Yeah. On TikTok, at Chicks and Balls Pod. And on Twitter, at Chicks and Balls. Oh, no pod. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow. Sorry. I was thinking, <laughs> and send me feedback, feels if you've got it. Yes. Oh, that's what I was thinking. And also subscribe and just, you know, tell us. Tell us what you like and what you want to see for the back end of the year. Maybe you have an idea for what Nico's segment could be. Let us know. No, don't tell oh, us. Okay, sorry, Actually, don't. you can DM us. We won't tell him though. Yes. Other than that. Don't DM him. He sucks. <laughs> like he won't, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, we love you guys. Yep. And uh, well, I guess we'll get you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.